Okay, if you're ready, turn with me in your Bibles to a very, very simple and very well-known scripture in John chapter 3, verse 16. The book of John chapter 3, verse 16. Are you there? John 3, 16. I read. Are you there? I want to wait for you to get there. It's the most easiest scripture. You don't even have to turn to the Bible to be able to read it. You can see it of heart and by heart. Are you there? John 3.16, I read. It says, For God so loved the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. Amen. I want to preach to you today on a message I have titled John 3.16. The title of my message is John 3.16. The central focus of the Christian faith is love. Without love, we are nothing. That's why the Bible says that God is love. God is love. God is not miracles. God is not signs and wonders. God is not prosperity. God is love. God is not anointing. God is not healing. But God is love. That's why you can only give what you have. You can never give what you don't have. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 3, verse 6. Acts chapter 3, verse 6. Peter and James, Peter and John went to the beautiful gate. And the Bible says that when they got to the beautiful gate, they saw a man who was crippled from his mother's womb and look carefully at what the man was asking he was asking for money but they didn't have money so Peter and John said silver and gold then Peter said silver and gold have I none why because you can only give what you have Peter didn't have silver and gold he didn't have what? Silver and gold. He, he, you can only give what you what? Have. So Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee. Silver and gold I don't have. But you see, in, unfortunately, we are living in day and age where many people are pretending to be what they are not. 
they pretend to have what they don't have. You understand? You know that because what you have to understand is that at this point, Jesus had just left the disciples who were really anointed, so they were the focus. Everybody was looking up to them. So, I mean, Peter goes to this temple and, you know, this cripple asks him for money. What could have Peter done? Easily giving him money. He said, oh, don't worry. I'll pray for miracle money for you now. But in those days, the church never had a focus of money. Remember, Peter was the founder of the church, was a rock at that time. Jesus is the founder, but Peter was the caretaker of the church. Remember, Jesus said, you are Peter, and upon you I'll build the church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So, Peter at that time was the overseer of the church, yet he didn't have the checkbook of the church in his pocket. Do you get it? He could have said, you need money, 5,000 pounds. Here, take. But Peter was genuinely honest. Peter said, silver and gold have I none. I can't give you what I don't have. Do you understand? You can't. Now, for instance, if you plant an orange seed, what fruit will you have? What fruit? Orange fruit. It seems you are not sure. You are not sure. Now, if let's ask again. If you plant an orange seed, what fruit will you have? Orange. Orange fruit. Now, can you ever plant an orange seed and reap apple out of the tree? Because the orange seed can only give orange fruits. Yes, the orange tree can only give orange fruits. So you can never give what you don't have. Oh, church, I want you to follow me because something is going to happen in our lives. God said to me, he's going to do something unusual in our lives. And it's going to come through this series of teachings. So don't miss a weekday service. I am going to download to you raw what God is giving me. Just as he's giving it to me, I'll give it to you. It's like we're going to go back to foundation. The very basics. The things that work. Oh, glory. We're going to go back to the things that work. No gimmicks. The things that really work. What causes our Christian faith to work is what God has asked me to give to you. So Peter said, Acts 3, 6, Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give, such as I have, I give thee. Such as I have, I give thee. So that means you can only give what you have. You can't give what you don't have. Peter didn't have silver and gold, so he couldn't give it. Now remember what the the cripple was looking for. He was looking for money. He was looking for money. 
I've seen many people when you want to pray for them or many blind people, they'll say, no, no, I don't want my blindness to go because I want to stay on the benefits. No. Peter said, such as I have, I giveth thee. Now look at what he have. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and what? Rise up and what? Why? Because Peter had Jesus and he could only give Jesus. Guess what? We are living in a broken society. Families are broken down. Family values are broken down. Society is broken down. You can see around us, communities are crippled. People's visions are crippled. Businesses are crippled. What they need is not money. What they need is not what? What they need is Jesus. You see, what your family needs is not more money. You think you need more money? It's not the solution. (laughs) I knew from day one when God called me into ministry that it will not take money to plant churches. I knew it. It takes Jesus to plant churches. So Peter said, such as I have, I give thee in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. My dear brother, my dear sister, you are looking for more money. Money is not the solution. Now money is good. I'm not saying money is not. Money is good when you spend it right. When you spend it well, it is good. But like I've always said, if you cannot manage 100 pounds, you cannot manage 1 million pounds. If you don't save when you earn 100 pounds, you can never save when you have 1 million pounds. That's the honest truth. Have you wondered footballers who earn 50,000 pounds a week, 100,000 pounds a week, after they stop playing, they are on benefits. What happened? Some people will never earn 100,000 in their whole lifetime, 100,000 pounds, but they have it in one week. I've seen some of them sleeping rough. They don't have a house, they sleep in the cold. So the solution is not the money. You see, most of the time we look for quick fix to fix the current problem. But the problem is not the money. For instance, if you are in debt, the solution is not to go to pay day loan lenders and borrow more money to pay off your debt. That's not the solution. But you see, you will think that, oh, if I have this money now, that will solve the problem. But that will not solve the problem. How many of us have planned to lose weight? Oh, a lot of us. 
and you try, you said, I'm going to lose this weight in one month. But it's a lie. It will never happen in one month because you didn't put on that weight in one month. <laughs> it's taking you 10 years to put it on. So stop looking for a quick fist. It will not work. The solution is not to look for a quick fix. And please hear me. When you are in a desperate situation, don't look for desperate solutions. Other than that, you'll be like Esau, who was hungry, and he didn't care about his birthright. He sold his birthright because he was looking for a desperate solution to a desperate need. And never sign a contract when you're hungry. Never sign any contract when you are hungry because when you are hungry, your senses don't work. <laughs> Never sign on the dotted line for your wedding if you have not eaten. Make sure you eat before the wedding day. <laughs> because once you sign it, there's no exit. Don't say, I didn't eat, so I was dizzy. I didn't see properly whether it's till death do us part. It's till death. Oh. So Peter said, I don't have silver. I don't have gold. But such as I have, I give thee. What do I have? I have Jesus. You see, many of us think that social reform is what to change people. But social reform never changed anybody. Now, when people came to Jesus, Jesus fed them 5,000. He fed 10,000. But he only had 12 disciples. You will assume that after Jesus has given these 5,000 people bread, fed them, they will become the disciples of Jesus. So social intervention doesn't work. What we need is Jesus. That's why we have to be honest with people when we go out to win souls. To tell them the only way is Jesus. Don't say come to Jesus and all your problems will be solved. No, 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 no. But when you come to Jesus, he holds your hands through the challenges. So love is the central theme of the Christian walk. It's not money. It's not material things. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So the things are byproduct of our love for God. Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So when you make seeking first your focus for God, everything will be added. Your children's health will be perfected. Your marriage will be perfected. There will be peace like a river in your marriage. There's never a day I've gone to bed and I'm thinking, Maybe my 
wife is in the lounge and I'm thinking, who, who is my wife speaking to? Is she speaking to someone? No, peace. There's peace like a river. Peace. Peace. There's never a day that I'm in series of meetings and then my wife will be calling. Hello, hello, where are you? Hello, hello. <laughs> where are you? No. She doesn't need to call. Are you following me? I hardly ask my wife, who are you talking to? I hardly go to check her phone. Who is texting you and who are you texting? Because my faithfulness is to God. Peace like a river. Are you following me, church? I think our focus has shifted to the world. You see, it's such that sometimes we cannot differentiate, even in the church, the true Christians. Because we have become so worldly, even ourselves, we can't trust our, we cannot trust our Christianity. We don't love God anymore. We don't love the things of God anymore. We come to church or we come to God because of what we can get. You see, if you come to God because of what you can get, every time you get that thing, you will leave. That is not a genuine faith. You don't have a genuine faith. Genuine faith is being sincere whether he blesses you or not. This is a generational thing. Look at look at Second Timothy chapter. Second Timothy chapter four. Chapter one, sorry. What's the title of my message? You think it's a powerful title? Or you want a very supernatural title? Look at 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. Listen carefully. Paul said, Paul was speaking to Timothy. Paul said, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith, that word unfeigned means sincere faith or genuine faith. He said, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, that is in thee, which dwelleth first in thy grandmother, Lois, and thy mother, Eunice, I am persuaded that is in thee also. Look at the generations of faith. It's three generations. So this family is not following God because of what they can get. Their faith is sincere. 
It's a genuine faith. The love is genuine. I love my wife not because of what she will give me. It's unconditional. I come from a family where my mother had my mother had eight children. My father had 24 children. So naturally, I'm from a family background that likes children or loves children. When I met my wife, she said to me, do you know that I might not be able to give you children? I come from a background that likes children. But when I met my wife, she said to me, do you know that I might not be able to give you children? When I proposed to her, she didn't say yes. That's the response. She said, do you know that I might not be able to give you children? When you propose to someone, you expect yes, isn't it? But instead of yes, she said, do you know that I might not be able to give you children? Cafe Rouge, Tower Bridge, beautiful rest. Don't go there. Don't go there. The pastor have shown me where he proposed, so I'm going to take my. So, so immediately I said, "That's not why I want to marry you." But let's add our faith. Simple prayer, Father, we thank you that this womb will produce babies. I don't want to go into the medical terms now, but medically, she was not meant to have children. Medically. After God gave us our son, the consultant looked at her and looked, looked at her womb and looked at me and shake, shook his head. And then he said to me, I don't understand how a baby can come out of this womb. And not one, three came out of where they said a baby could not come out of. Follow me. When you genuinely love God, everything you are looking for, he will give it to you. When you genuinely love God, he will give you more than you even bargained for. When you genuinely, you genuinely love God, he will give you what you did not bargain for. When When I responded to the call to the gospel, I didn't even know that this gospel can take me to many nations. I didn't know. I cannot count the number of nations the gospel has sent me to. Many nations. Some of my pastors, I have sent them to many nations. Even some of the nations I haven't been myself. Paid for their ticket, paid for their hotel bill, everything in and out. Food taken care of, transportation. Now, when you genuinely love God, he gives you more than you can bargain for. Trust me, I have tasted this God. Don't follow things. Don't follow things. You see, Numbers 23:19 says God is not a man that he should lie. 
Now it doesn't matter how long that promise is. It will not, it will, it will not, God will not lie. It will come to pass. Do you understand? It doesn't matter how long that promise takes. It will come to pass. Because God's word cannot be broken. He is not a man. He promised Abraham, I'll give you a son at 100 years old, even when Sarah did not believe it. When God said it's going to happen, Sarah started laughing. <laughs> you know, sometimes God tells you things and you laugh at him. I said, come on, God, me? God, look, look at me. Look at me. Just love him genuinely. Let your faith be sincere. There are a lot of fake people around. There are too many fake people around. Too many, too many. But among the fake, be, be genuine. Don't be a made in China or made in Taiwan. Be a made in heaven. I said, be a made in heaven. Be genuine. Let your love for God be genuine. Don't come to God because of what you get. I have never served God on condition. God, what are you going to give me? Never. Your love for God must be based on I just love him. I cry not because of what he has done for me. Now, I cannot count what he has done for me. It's too much. Even the mystery of going to bed and waking up, I can't explain it. That even just that alone is too much. The breathing in and breathing out is too much. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? So our love for God must be genuine. Our love for God must be based or not because God did this for me so I love him more. No, no, no. I love him despite whether he gives me a house or not. He gives me a car or not. He gives me a baby or not. I still love him. You see, we must never lose this the central focus of our work. Over the, over the Easter period, I heard a staunch Muslim, vice president of a nation, went to a Christian gathering and he was quoting John chapter 15 verse 13. Greater love than, Greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. A staunch Muslim. That's why Jesus said, if you love one another, then the world will know that you are of me. Not fake. Not fake. Not, not, you know, I'm here because of what I'm going to get. Not fake. Genuine love. I love the disciples of Jesus, Peter, James, and John. 
Matthew chapter 9, after Jesus took them up to the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus wanted to show them something. The Bible says that, and all of a sudden, when he was praying, his raiment became white. And then Elijah and Moses showed up. And they heard a voice from heaven which says, This is my beloved son, hear ye him, in whom I am well pleased, hear ye him. And then after that, Elijah and Moses disappeared. Elijah and Moses represents the prophets, the prophets and the law. The prophets and the law. And Jesus is grace in the middle of them. Now, after the Lord disappeared, after the prophets disappeared, guess what remained? Grace. Love. The epitome of love remained. But I love Peter, James, and John. I love Peter, James, and John. After they saw Jesus standing, they didn't ask Jesus, where is Elijah? Where is Moses? They said, Jesus, we just want to stay here. We just want to make three tabernacles. Let's just stay here. Just ask with Jesus, you alone is enough. We don't want to go back down. Why? Because all we need is Jesus. Such as I have, I give thee. What do you have? You can only give what you have. What do you have? Do you have Jesus? You can only give Jesus. You know, I get so humbled. I, I, I haven't had the privilege of going to the highest form of education. I just have one passion and that is to love God. Just to love God. But in spite of the fact that I haven't had the ability to go to the highest form of education, right in this church, there are doctors, there are pharmacists, there are engineers, there are people who have been to university, have degrees, have master's degrees, whatever degrees, PhDs, whatever. In all humility, they sit down and I speak to them. When you love Jesus, when you love, when you genuinely love Jesus, what you don't have, he'll give it to you. When you genuinely love Jesus, don't come to Jesus, don't let material things come between you and God. When you genuinely love Jesus, the distance is nothing. Distance is nothing. Inconvenience is nothing. Christianity would die in this country and across the world the moment we want to serve God based on our convenience. Some of us only go buy things from corner shops. So our life is a life of corner shop. Milk, corner shop. Sugar, corner shop. Bread, corner shop. So when it's Sunday, church, corner shop. 
If there is no church in the corner shop, that means I'm not going to church. Love. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave it all. He gave it what? His all. He didn't give 50-50. He gave his all. I'm sharing some very deep truths with you. Some very deep secrets with you. And you cannot love God and go down. Why? Because love never fails. Love. You see, you, your faith will not even work if you don't have love. Because faith works by love. Galatians 5, 6. Faith only works by love. Faith only works through love. So you can have faith, but your faith will not work if there is no love. Because faith worketh by love. do all kinds of miracles if it's not love God is not in it question do you love God for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son listen it took Jesus only 12 disciples to change the whole world only 12 disciples do you know that if this whole church begins to work in love, we will change West Saxons for Jesus? I see it happening, you know. I see the whole of Crawley coming to solution. But the only way that will happen is love. And sometimes when you're working in love, I don't know about you, but you have to be careful your association because your associations can make you or unmake you. When I was growing up as a young boy, you know, you have young, young groups, boys, you know, everybody will be speaking of their future. One of the things is they say, hey, women, women are bad. Don't give women all your heart. Are you following me? And some of you have some friends like that. You are married. You have some bitter divorcee somewhere who tells you, hey, you give all your heart to your husband. Huh? You mash it like a potato. <laughs> mash potatoes. <laughs> so don't, don't give him all your heart. Just give him, give him the hard one. Don't cook the potato fully. So if he try to mash it, it will not mash and one of the things I also was saying when I was young, well, I remember when I was young, I spoke like a child. I behaved like a child. So when you are a child, you behave like a child. One of the things I said is, hey, because women are bad, I will never give my wife my car. What happens if she takes the car away? <laughs> you know, childish thinking. Childish thinking. That's why the Bible says that 
evil communications corrupt good manners. So be careful. You can walk in love, but if you associate yourself with the wrong people, they will affect that love. They will spoil your love. Paul said to the church in Galatia, he said, Oh ye foolish Galatians. Galatians chapter 3 verse 1. He said, Oh ye foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you? You started in the spirit, now you are ending in the flesh. Who has bewitched you? Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you? They saw it. But they allow the wrong people to bewitch them. So that means you can be in the church and be bewitched. If you hear the wrong things, you will be bewitched. You start in the spirit and you are ending in the flesh. And remember, those who are in the flesh can never inherit the kingdom of God. You cannot be in the flesh and experience the things of God. Remember, the body is dead, the spirit is alive. The flesh is dead, the spirit is alive. The flesh is dead, the spirit. Be alive in the spirit. Be alive in the spirit. Walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. That means the desires of the flesh will come. That's why sometimes when it's a day of fasting the first morning when you wake up 5am you go to the kitchen you make breakfast after you finish it you say ah today in a prayer and fasting day now ah ah bele 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 your bele has become your god <laughs> so if you know you forget our days of prayer and fasting Put it as an alarm on your phone. All day reminder. Today is the day of prayer and fast. Today is the day of prayer and fast. Today is the day of prayer and fast. Hallelujah. So John 3.16. Back to our foundational scripture. It said for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son question, what did it cost God? It cost God everything. It cost him what? Everything. Everything. And love is expensive. I'm about to say something. I'm getting you somewhere. I'm about to say something. I want you to be alert. And what I'm about to say will help you for the rest of your life. I'm about to say something but you're not there yet so I, I need to prepare you to get you there before I say what I'm about to say it cost God everything God gave his all for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son only only I was telling you that when Jesus was being crucified on the cross God was weeping God felt the pain. Even though the Bible says that it pleased God to crush him on the cross, he felt the pain. 
Jesus was sweeping on the cross, Eli, Eli, Samatha, Bactani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Sometimes when you need God the most, that's why you feel forsaken. But when you have love for God, you know that he has not forsaken you. You know. This too shall pass. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It is temporary. It shall pass. This also shall pass. This challenge shall pass. And time is coming. They were laughing at you. But they saw the love of God working in your life. You can never love God and go down. Trust me. That's why the whole foundation of this Christian walk is based on love. Not fear, not power, but love. Love is more powerful than any weapon. It's more powerful. Love will disarm your enemies. When you walk in love, you disarm your enemies. You confuse them. That's love. Now I said all that to say this. Hear me. The only thing the devil will come to attack in your walk with God is in the area of your love for God. <laughs> That's why the devil wanted Jesus to think that on the cross God didn't love him. And if you give the devil that permission, that permission, he will destroy your love for God. And never allow the enemy to contaminate your love for God. Never. Love God deeply. One of the advices someone gave me when we're going to get married, you know, sometimes good advices can come from the wrong places. Good advices can come from the wrong places. The person who has given me this advice, his own marriage was in shambles. He said to me, Pastor, love your wife Zama deeply. He said, love your wife, what? Deeply. He quoted a scripture. It's in the book of Peter. He said, love your wife deeply. I said, oh, okay. I look at his own marriage. It's in shambles. But sometimes very good advice will come from the wrong places. <laughs> Naaman, the powerful man, the commander-in-chief refused to follow Elisha's instructions to go and dip in the Jordan seven times. And the servant came to him and said, my master, this is not a difficult thing. If he tells you to do this, you do. What you need is your flesh to become the leprosy to go for your flesh to become as baby. Just do what he says. The advice came from and unlikely places. And sometimes that's how God speaks. 
God will use people who, whose lives are going nowhere. And they will say one word, but that one word is wisdom for life. So he said to me, Pastor, love Zama deeply. I said, wow, this is a very powerful. I didn't get that from counseling. I didn't get that from counseling. But just that one word, I said, wow. Since then, I was love. I mean, at some point, this very person I'm telling you about, their marriage was about, they were at the verge of divorce on the New Year's Day. My wife and after we got married, we went to visit them. They said, oh, come, let's prepare. We want to eat our separation meal so that we can divorce and go our ways. The moment we enter there, we eat the food, we come out, that marriage was solved. And today they are still married. They have their own issues, but they're still there. It's better than going separate ways. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. But I see, they are enduring. We are enjoying. Go endurance. Go endurance. Remember, the thing is for life. So why are you enduring? Enjoy it. I've never sat in a traffic and, and be angry before. Traffic. Oh, you know, peeping, be white traffic, oh, traffic. No, no. I sit in it, I enjoy it. Amen. Some people are enduring it. Now, whether you complain or not, you are in the thing. So why don't you just enjoy it? The complaint makes it worse. Just enjoy the thing. So if the traffic is long, I just put Pastor Dama Segwiji in there. Just play back and forth. Rewind back and forth. Oh, so you said this last week. I didn't hear you properly. I go back. Amen. By the time I finish, I'm listening and praying. I'm through people. And God is even giving me mighty revelations right there. Some people are complaining and grumbling. You can be in this church. And you say, I thought I came for a very powerful prophetic word today. But you say, today's title is John 3.16. (laughs) On our day of prayer and fasting, Pastor is preaching John 3.16. And yet this John 3.16 is liberating millions around the world. So the devil comes to contaminate your love and never allow the enemy to contaminate your love. The love you have for God. Because the moment he can get that love, that's it, he's finishing. Check all the temptations Jesus had. The devil said, if you are the son of God, he knows he's the son of God. Now, can someone turn to you now and say, if you know you're a man, take off your jacket, let me see. No, I'm a man, I don't need to prove to you. Are you following me? Now, you're a woman. Somebody say, if you know you're a woman, just take off your clothes. Let's see you're a woman. You don't need to prove anything. You are. I am who God says I am. Are you following what I'm saying? 
I am who God says I am. I don't need to prove to anybody who I am. So our love for God must go deeper. We must serve God deeper. We must love him deeper. We must not serve God conveniently. Conveniently. We must contend for this faith. We must contend for this faith. Contend for the faith. Contend for it. Contend for it. Let your love for God go up higher. Desire more of him. Love him more and more. Sing about him. Talk about him. Write love songs to him. Write love letters to him. Somebody will look at you and say, I think you are, you are a fool. But yes, when you love someone, you have to be a fool. It's only a fool who will go to a supermarket and buy a flower for 50 pounds that would die in seven days. That's love. That's love. To love, you have to be a fool. God became a fool to give his only, to give his only begotten son for us. He became a He knows that he will be ungrateful. God knows that if I put before you today money and God, which one will you choose? You choose money. God knew it. That's why he said you will not serve, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve mammon and God. Let, let's be honest. If somebody puts before you today one billion pounds, and you know Pastor is going to preach John 3:16 in church. Ah. <laughs> I said, Pastor, let your John 3:16 wait. Let me go for the one billion now. <laughs> One great man of God, Bishop Tidor Bismarck, said, he was talking, I think he was preaching, he was talking about another man of God who, whose character was tested. You know, a group of people who were trying to move money from one country to the other took him to the back of a car and opened the booth and they show, show, showed him money 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 in dollar bills hundred dollar bills packed massive and they said we are trying to move these billions of dollars from this country to that country but the only way we can do it is through the church so we want to give you all this money if you allow us to just transfer all those billions into the church accounts all you have to do is transfer it to this country for us and we'll give you this percentage. He looked at it and he said no, he walked away. That's integrity. Do you know many pastors have collapsed because of money? Many pastors have given up because of money? Many junior pastors have quit churches because of money. And say, ah, all the money is coming to the senior pastor. <laughs> all the money is coming to the senior pastor. Look at us. Look at us. We are working. We are working. We are. It's like monkey they chop, monkey they work, bamboo they chop. 
They say, monkey, they work bamboo, they chop. Yet monkey and bamboo are the same family. <laughs> Yet monkey and bamboo, they are from the same family. Oh, are they not from the same family? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Same monkey, they work bamboo, they chop. No. Yeah, many have left church. They have allowed their faith to be shipwrecked because of money. Why was the senior pastor honored? Why was I not honored? On my birthday, they didn't give me anything. The senior pastor on their birthday, ah, they took money. Look all the things they did. Ah, they even gave him a brand new Mercedes Benz. Now if you are in the finance team, I'm prophesying. <laughs> if you are in the finance team, you are in the church, I'm prophesying now. Praise God. They even gave him a brand new Mercedes Benz. We have been here. We have been suffering. What have they given us? Are you serving God because of money? Your faith has to be sincere. That's why I stopped giving some people things because I notice when you give them little, they don't say thank you. When you give them little and they don't say thank you, when you give them much, they won't say thank you. As a principle, Jesus said, if you cannot take care of that which is another, you will never have yours. That's why you have to be careful what you are sowing in that company. You think it's not yours, so you can waste the time. When it's time to work, you stay on the phone. Hey, chatting, chatting, chatting. You're using company time for your own time. One day God will give you your own. One day you have your own company. And your employees will be chatting on your time. <laughs> because God cannot be mocked. You reap whatever you sow. It's a principle. And the thing about reaping is you reap more than you sow. Because it's a seed. You sow one seed, you reap a tree that generates or produces more fruits and more seeds. So we must walk in love. The only way the world will know the difference between us and the world is for us to walk in what? Love. And sometimes when you're walking in love, you have to be a fool. Sometimes walking in love means you compromise compromise you compromise you compromise you let people have a voice you keep quiet you can defend yourself but you have to keep quiet they say things you can say a thousand but you have to keep quiet they say the wrong things about you but you have to keep quiet look at Jesus where he was brought before Pontius Pilate they said, what have you got to say? Look at all what these people are saying about you. But Jesus kept quiet. He kept quiet. Walking in love sometimes means you keep quiet. You can see it, but you keep quiet. <laughs> 
You know, sometimes your children take something and then they put it in their hands and put it behind them. And you ask, what's in your hands? They say nothing. Yeah, there's something. But because of love, it's okay. It's all right. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Finally, as we close, Galatians chapter 5 Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 listen it says but the fruit of the spirit notice the spirit there is capital S the fruit of the spirit is what? Is what? Now notice he didn't say fruits. He said the fruit, one fruit. He didn't say fruit. So it's just one fruit or let's say one apple or one orange and within that apple or orange is the seeds. And look at the seeds. But the fruit of the spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, faith, goodness, faith, meekness. Let's read, let's read, let's read. Meekness, verse 23. Meekness, temperance, against such there is what? Against such there is what? No law. What does that mean? That means when we walk in this fruit, we are above human law. We are above human law. But the fruit of the spirit is love. So that means when you have this fruit, these are the things we will see. We will see love. We will see joy. We will see peace. We will see long suffering we'll see gentleness we'll see goodness we'll see faith we'll see meekness we'll see temperance and then then against such there is no law no law you are gentle when you have the fruit of the spirit you are gentle you are a gentle man You, you are not a fighter. Hey, you do know? Do you know who I am? I show you my true colors. No, your true colors is love. Your true colors is joy. Your true colors is peace. Your true colors is long suffering. Your true colors is gentleness. Your true colors is goodness. Your true colors is faith. Your true colors is meekness. Your true colors is temperance. Let's go back to the foundation. These are things I was taught when I gave my life to Christ. And I think it's time for us to bring it back to the church. Because I think many of us have left foundation class and we have gone to university. And because we've gone to university, there is no foundation. So everything we've built over the years come crashing down. 
It's time to love like God. It's time to love like God. You see, love your enemies so much, they'll be confused. They'll wonder, did I not insult you yesterday? <laughs> they'll be confused and say, is he the same person? Yeah. Jesus on the cross, he looked at those who were killing him. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. He said, can we walk in this love? Yes, we can. Can we walk in this love? Yes, we can. Because we are of the same nature. We are from the same breed. And the God that we serve is a good God. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In Jesus' name, amen. Did you receive it? I think we can give God a better praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.